Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Hate Read. I'm one of your Stanomorphs, Anna. And I'm another of your Stanomorphs, M. Every fortnight this summer on Hate Read, we are bringing you a slummer reading special where we are diving deep into the Animorph series by so K.A. Applegate. So this fortnight, we are covering Animorphs number six, The Capture. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I didn't yeah. know what to expect. Who was I didn't going either. to be The Captured? And wow. I also felt like I didn't know what to expect. In, actually, no, opposite of that. I felt like I knew exactly what to expect coming into this book because I was like, okay, we've done one viewpoint character each. We're going to get, because this is, like I've said before, one of those long ass, long running series where everything is very copy paste, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we've got the the first books out of the way. We've established all the viewpoint characters except for Axe, but you know, that's going to be a little bit later. Um, and now we're going to get into the rhythm, right? It's just going to be very like... I have a problem and I turn into an animal and I fix the problem, but something goes wrong and we had to get away at the last minute. And it's like, okay, got it, got it, got it. This book was not that. And I am this shook. This was a departure. I'm fucking shook. I mean, I guess in terms of like just basic beats, it is, it does, it follows the same structure, right? Of there is an initial small problem that the solo animorph mm-hmm. goes on to demonstrate the morphing thing. They wrap that up, meet up with the other Animorphs, we're introduced to the Animorphs, uh, they address a new problem, come up with a plan, execute the first part of that plan, it goes okay, but they find some new complication, execute the second part of that plan, and then it gets very complicated, but then they resolve it. So, like, there are, generally there are three morph, like, moments in each book, Mm-hmm. And we're getting cut, and then like the one. third one. Well, I mean, I still think that's kind of like all of the stuff that happens. They like at the- crammed all of that into like the first part, and then the last forty percent of the book is like. Yeah, it's definitely blown that. out of it, <laughs> but I think that that is still pretty. Like it does still follow the general. I think we're we're because I'm really interested in just kind of like getting to like what the rules are in terms of the writing of this series. Cause once we get into the ghostwriters, eventually I want to see how that plays out. Um, That's true. Yeah. So I do we think have a while though, I think yeah, she yeah, wrote yeah. like 25 or she something. She stuck with it for a while. Yeah. And she wrote the important ones too herself. Yeah. So this one, aside from the fact that I, I think you can still see the bones of an Animorph book. This book was wild. Like, <laughs> It went places. It went a lot that of places. I didn't expect. And it was very good. All so good. So dark. Like. Yeah. Ugh, that last scene. Yes. And then it's like. And then we get like an MCU end credit scene with the big, big bag gets teased. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. It's Thanos, bitches. That was. I, I thought it was very Lord of the Rings, actually. I mean, maybe because it is oh, yeah, literally kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, Jesus. But here's here's the question I have for you, because I think this is very similar to how we were feeling last fortnight when we talked about the Marco P, the first Marco POV, blah, 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 POV mm-hmm. right? Where we went into it and we were like, oh, uh, this is going to suck. It's Marco. He's garbage. And then we came out of it loving the book and loving Marco. We went into yes. this one saying Jake fucking sucks. But this book was phenomenal, I think, in the Animorphs canon. Do you like Jake better now, or do you still think? I still think Jake is stupid and made bad choices, but this book was good. Okay, that's where I I landed too. Jake (laughs) Jake is Jake has got a weird bug fetish going on, and I'm not sure. For sure, I was like, this can't be this. 
He just likes being a bug. He wants to be a bug. Yeah, he was the first one, wasn't he, to experiment with the bugness? He was yes. a flea. Yes. And then was and then there was the ant, now cockroach and housefly. Well, he, he I mean, pins the ant on Cassie. He's like, that was all Cassie's idea. Yeah, which but that's because that whole like, book he was like, Cassie, this is your plan. I'm not going to make any decisions, yeah. even though I'm the leader. Also, if we're reading this as Jake's weird fetish, that definitely reads as like, look, yeah, okay, this one time, you know, I had my partner put electric clamps on my nipples, and yes, okay, I was into it, but it was her idea, okay? Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely how this reads. <laughs> Cassie wanted to be ants, okay? It wasn't my idea. <laughs> this is probably a good sign for the uh, Jake and Axe shippers as well, mm. because yeah. Axe isn't human. He you, he has that scorpion tail that they keep talking about. I'm just uh, saying. But I don't I don't think Jake's fetish is he wants to fuck a bug. I think that he gets sexual pleasure from being a bug. Yeah, yeah. And can you imagine like morphing into your beloved and then like doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely What if they like I see what you're saying places. Now. Jake morphs into Axe and Axe morphs into Jake. I 100% think that that Obviously is the thing that Obviously after they're 18 years old. They will do after they are 18 years old and are in love. <laughs> I found a lot of support for my favorite ships in this book. Yes. As well as another series theory that you had. Oh, which one? About the Andalites, maybe not. Oh, famous. we can get it. We can get into it with series theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and get into it since we're raving about this book. Let's talk about what actually happens in this yes. book. Yes. You know, and it's 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 so funny because I am always, I'm thinking like this has to be like the peak book. This is gonna be the best book in the series, and then the next one is just as good, <laughs> if not better. It's it's incredible. Thank you, K. A. Applegate. God, it's so sad. I'm so into this series. I texted Anna and I told her right before we were about to set up. I was like, "Hey, when are we gonna record?" And also, I'm fully crying about this Animorphs book right now. <laughs> Uh, I had literal <laughs> tears in my eyes because of this book. It gets it gets emotional. It sure does. Um, so, like we said, this is a Prince Jake POV. Um, and the beginning of this book starts out with Jake learns or realizes that the Yerk in his brother's brain is pretty high up in the scheme of things now. And he's more involved with the planning of the Yerk sabotage and takeover and stuff so he wants to become a cockroach because that is the best thing to become when you go to spy on a sharing meeting and learn about their plans which we've like jake has experienced being a bug several times and the very first time he was a flea who couldn't Mm -hmm. see or hear anything and then he was an ant who had trouble like also seeing and hearing things and experiencing things because of the whole hive mind thing. So he's like, the just the fact that his first instinct was like, let's just keep trying these let's insects that with are very small thing. and cannot hear or see. <laughs> so you said he comes up with the idea to be a cockroach for the sharing meeting, but like he comes up with the idea to be a cockroach on his own by himself first and uses that to spy yes. on. Cause that's like, like the initial, the opening have a morphing buddy or anything. Yes, so he just does it by himself in his house to spy on Tom. Um, Which is very stupid because he gets caught in a roach trap. 
<laughs> right. But also just like again, it's he has a he has a bug fetish, right? Like he's he cuz he says he like he uses the cockroach thing to go check their phone and see who he, Tom has been calling. So this is not this uh, yes. this is again the 90s. This is not a personal cell phone that he has to steal from Tom. And like he could just quietly pick up the could other line. Literally, just pick up the phone in his family's house and be like, "Oh, I'm calling Cassie," and then like check what Tom has done. It's very unnecessary that he yeah. does this whole bug thing in the first place. Why doesn't he morph into his dog who can hear things really well? Right. Like, he just I wants just... to be a bug. Ugh. Come on, Jake. And Cassie gets super pissed about the fact that he does this by himself. And it was uncomfortable for me as a reader to read that scene. I didn't like it. Because she, like, grabs his face and is like... Yeah, like, she, like, grabs his face and is like, look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. No more cockroaches. (laughs) I am Prince Jake now. (laughs) Uh, But then she's like, you know, that is a good idea, though. So we'll all turn into cockroaches and go infiltrate this meeting on the beach together. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also very stupid because. Yes. Why? This is. And I would argue this points to, like, the fact that Jake is a bad leader because it is, A, Jake's plan in the first place, although Cassie does, like, be like, yeah, it's good. But, B, I would say their plans get significantly better once, spoiler alert, Jake gets incapacitated. Like, their planning when Jake (laughs) is no longer involved gets, like, stepped up so so much that I have to assume that, like, and I think maybe what it is is that Jake is just too quick to go with the first idea. I think that, like, and my evidence for this is that when they start planning to go be roaches, they do a practice run. And this is, like, kind of the first time we've seen this. And Marco is like, wow, this is weird. We don't usually do a practice run. We usually just come up with the plan, pick up the animal, and and then do it. And I'm like, (laughs) you guys. (laughs) The fuck? This is... This Terrible. is your sixth time doing this. This is your you sixth to- time. You- <laughs> if I was if I was the leader, this is what I would be saying. I would be saying, okay, we are 13 years old. We uh-huh. and I get they have like school and stuff and they have to keep up the facade of normal life and whatever. But I'd be like, we are 13. Mm-hmm. We probably don't have that much homework. We definitely were just dicking around watching TV for two hours a day, which I have evidence for in this book because Rachel mentioned specifically yes, the two hours worth of shows and TV and yeah the two hours worth of shows that she has to record because they're off anamorphing so I'm like so they definitely were watching at least two hours of shows or playing video games or whatever a day so I'd be like guys I'm sorry we aren't doing that anymore we are going to practice <laughs> for two hours we're a day daily morph practice right two hours a day that's the end of the discussion because they're also like mind blown. Like, Oh wow. We're actually going to do a practice run. That's crazy. Like, no, it's not. That should be the standard. (laughs) Y'all need to have your little animorphs bullet journal where you write down what days you're going to become, which animals. And then you'll have a beautiful spread where you draw your favorite morph and you as that morph and what that morph means. to you. Someone's going to be like on acquisition duty every day. Who's going to like go round up some animals or like scout some animals, like places where they can go touch animals. Someone's going to be, yeah. Well, I think it would be best if they all took turns because Cassie's going to have to practice too. 
although she's the best morph. And then everyone else is going to pick. She's a very good horse. Everyone else is going to pick a morph, and it's going to be different morphs. They're not all going to do fucking wolves every day, because that's stupid. They're going (laughs) to pick a different morph, practice turning into that morph so they can turn quickly, practice being in control of that animal's mind so that they're not like dicking around for half an hour trying not to be an ant getting stepped on. And then they're going to practice running around as that morph so that they know how to do it. Like this is basic shit. Like why are you guys not doing this yes. every fucking day? I don't understand. Well, the thing that really I do understand because Jake's a bad leader. They're morphing. Jake's a bad leader. The thing I don't understand is they mention this almost every book. Like, Oh, we must be out of the thought speech range. Like, fucking go figure Practice out what that. the speech range is. Yeah. Yes. You have... And that's not... Axe that's there. He's always thought speech. So is you Tobias. You can just have Axe move so away Tobias, from you. So is and he can fly. You could do this while you're fly. in class. Like, you could be sitting <laughs> oh in class and be like, Tobias, sit outside the window. Got it? Got it? Okay, go a little further. Got it? Got it? Okay. Like, what are you doing, Jake? Why are you so bad at being the leader? Well, I guess, like, well, they do have to talk back, right? They can't. So I guess the classroom well, could, might not he, be the most viable situation. No, because Tobias has, has magic hawk eyes that can see far distances. So you just sit there that's true. and have a he signal. Just nod his head. Yeah, nod your head, tap your pencil five times. Like, that's not going to be noticed by anyone. It's just going to look like you're fidgeting. <laughs> this is pre-fidget spinners. Like. <laughs> Jake is not organized. No. And it really bothers me. And I think he literally just, he comes up with a plan and he's like, okay, let's do that plan. And everyone's so like ingrained with like, okay, Jake's the leader. He's the guy who does the plans that as soon as Jake's like, let's do this plan. Everyone's like, okay, I guess. And no one, I think once Jake is taken out of the equation, they probably talk more about their options, you know? Yes. Which is evident at the end of this book. Yes. (laughs) Where they come up with a badass plan. Where they come up with the greatest plan ever. And it's so perfectly executed. It's so good. Um, so they go to infiltrate the me- meeting and they learn that the Yerks have taken over a bunch of doctors and hospital staff yeah. at the hospital and they're just fucking turning patients into controllers. They also, we what? also learn um, that Visser 3 has a human form, which is fun. Yes, I forgot about that. It doesn't super add much to the plot, but I feel like it's fun and Not we yet. should mention it. Yeah, Visser 3 has realized there's 7 billion people on the planet and he could become literally any of them. Yeah, but I also feel like um, this is the moment where in the Animorphs show, which I haven't seen, but if the Animorphs show follows the book, or if they did like a new Animorphs show and did like a pretty straight adaptation, this is the moment where suddenly there would be a whole bunch of Visser 3 fan fiction popping up because they would definitely get a hot guy to play Visser 3's human form, right? Absolutely. And And there would definitely be a ton of fangirls that are like, oh, he's just understood. Exactly. Yes. Visser 3 is bae. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I have this problem every time there's a year, like a year heavy book, which I guess is all of them. But I feel like there's some that go more. You get more of the Yerks like thought processes. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, I don't agree with the Yerks, but I do get where they're coming from. And like, I don't know. I just find that really interesting that like, even though they are like depicted as definitely evil and very bad, there is like some nuance there especially with this one like i felt like the shit with the year this one i was like jesus christ like very surprising yeah so they're turning patients into controllers and the governor of the state that may or may not be california is going to be a patient at this specific hospital and Mm -hmm. they're planning on taking over 
his body, which is super bad because this governor is going to be running for president. So the kids are all freaked out because there could be a controller in the White House. Um, and then, of course, they're found out. So they all have to scatter and scuttle away as cockroaches. But they all get away. It's fine. Tobias gets picks up Jake and they fly around for a little bit. I don't think I pointed this out earlier on my tangent about why Jake's plans are bad. Why this plan specifically was bad is why the fuck did they all need to go? That was yeah, exactly. very dumb and stupid. <laughs> also, why did they... Yes, they, because they also keep doing this thing where they're like, One, we're going to go as cockroaches, and we're all going to go as cockroaches. And I'm like, no, yeah, guys. Yeah, the fucking gorilla sitting in the wings waiting to pound some right. people. Right, or like, I don't know, just be different bugs and don't hang out together. Like, what are yes. you doing? Yes, it... Look, Jake, Prince Jake, I know you're 13 years old, yeah. but you're dumb as fuck. Okay? <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Just hand over your leadership to Rachel, the Amazonian beauty that is your cousin. No, I think Rachel's too, I think Rachel would be too quick to pull the trigger too. I think you need Tobias. I think you need either Tobias or Axe, one of the two who, no, not Axe, because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on ever. Tobias. I think Tobias your, is removed from everything. Guy he in can the sky. be the strategist. Tobias. Yes. See, I'd totally be in favor of Rachel being okay. in charge because you know she'd just go in there she'd be like let's just kill people and I'd be like alright <laughs> bloodthirsty um, I do also want to say though that although Jake's plan is very stupid this is where it is revealed that the Yerks are just the fucking dumbest as well because like literally at one point someone's like someone like Visser 3 is up there talking and someone tries to stomp one of the bugs and is like, oh, sorry for interrupting. There's a bunch of cockroaches over here. And Visser 3 is like, are you fucking kidding me? Our enemies are beings that turn into animals. What the fuck, you guys? Why? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Which, like, same. <laughs> because if I was a fucking Yerk and I was planning a secret meeting, I would be like, okay, we are doing this in, like, a room with one access point. We are putting fucking rat <laughs> no cracks traps and roach motels all along the exterior. We're going to fucking bug spray it like in <laughs> advance. We're going to have the fucking Orkin man waiting like outside the door to like fuck these guys up the because Orkin I'm not, man. I'm not doing this. You know what? I'll do you one better. These are all high level yerks. Just have the meaning fucking in space, dude. That's also a good point. <laughs> <laughs> just get on your spaceship and go up to there and then no one will know what your plans are one of the yerks is like listen man like i don't know i got like a pta meeting like right before this i'm and sharon's got the minivan and it's like what are you talking yeah, about just and i need to watch my two hours of tgif tonight right like <laughs> friends is on you know how we all love friends because it's based on that show from our home you planet know. we named the dolphins you know <laughs> so then they have to execute their save the hospital plan which jake is like you know what you know what it'll look really inconspicuous in a hospital a sterile clean environment a bunch of bugs again okay jake why have they not the figured out just yet? morph into your parents morph right? into your parents or something or a doctor or someone. <laughs> I'm really, I mean, I will give Jake credit because the plan could have been worse. It could have been like, let's morph into babies or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
And then, Marco, you can be a gorilla that pushes us into the maternity ward. Man, that would be so great if they just started doing, like, 1950s-style sitcom uh, capers at this point. Man. Um, But, yeah, no, it's, it's very stupid. But also, like, I don't think... I guess in this universe, and and I think you could do a bug that people wouldn't notice, like a fruit fly or something. Yeah, like, I don't think you'd notice that more. in a hospital. But like a fucking house fly? Like, yeah, you're going to notice that. And then there's like... get killed. There's like six house flies? Like, that's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they it's okay because they split up into groups of two house flies each. So Jake and Axe fly into they smell like poopy diapers and so they're like we must be in the maternity ward and they uh go into a room and demorph and um there's a there's a jacuzzi in the room and it's full of yurks because it's not really a jacuzzi it's a kindrona pool or whatever like a mini one like a portable yeah and jake goes hard he just like I'm going to turn this jacuzzi up so fucking much that all the ears get burnt to a crisp. Not even burnt to a crisp, boiled alive. Like, that's pretty fucked up. That's pretty fu- I mean, I guess I don't- That is I don't know how I feel like they should have handled this because I feel like it would be just as bad to remove the ears individually and, like, have to smush them. That would be, I think, almost more fucked up. <laughs> so, like, I guess this yeah, is kind of Yeah, there's their not really a clean way to option. kill these slugs. Right. He could have just put a bunch of salt in the water. <laughs> I don't know if they work like that, but maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I also think that that I feel like having like not proud of this, but I definitely did one time as a kid do the salt on a slug thing, and I made myself <laughs> cry because it was so upsetting. Aww. Um they like sizzle. It's not great. Yeah, they sizzle and it's just really upsetting. I'm sure it hurts and you shouldn't do that to slugs. Don't do that, guys. Don't be like me. It's it's also little slugs. Let slugs be slugs. They're not hurting you. Leave them alone. But yeah, I think actually they look icky, but oh that well. might be a worse death than getting boiled alive. I don't know cuz I feel like getting boiled alive it would be like gradual right but like not in a necessarily unpleasant way you'd be like oh it's kind of getting warmer in here oh a little bit too warm oh oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit and then you die whereas like salt i think would be like oh shit from the beginning you know very true you'd be like i'm experiencing chemical burns over 100 percent of my body that sounds worse to me which is know. faster, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's, <laughs> Whichever that's would a good be faster, point. I guess, is the most merciful. Yeah. Which probably the fastest thing for them would be to smush them. But I don't... I think that would be more fucked up as a person having to do that. <laughs> yes, very true. Like, that I have would, to remove these slugs individually. That would have and a lasting get to a point, effect on the You'd morphs. get to a point with these, like, hundreds of slugs where you're like, okay, can we, like do these as multiples like Rachel get over here be an elephant come here we're gonna like put them all on a tray and you just smash like five <laughs> of them at a time hospital room. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just like drained the water no because they probably no, they'd still be fine lived, huh? I thought they needed to be in like fluid of some kind but I guess I don't not. think so I think it's just that's how they Brains do don't have a lot of water in them huh yeah well they do they're pretty watery actually but like they can go from other stuff to the brains without a problem. So they can be out of a fluid environment for some time at least. Because they got to like crawl fish? to get to the... No. 
No, not like fish. <laughs> fish can be out of water for very short periods right. of time. <laughs> I'm saying they probably can be out of water for longer than that. Like, I think they might be like amphibious. Oh, okay. Like frogs. Not well, like fish. So while Jake is committing his mass genocide of Yerks, uh, some controllers stumble upon them and there's a fight. And Jake gets knocked into the Yerk jacuzzi, like face down in the water. And he doesn't drown, but something even worse happens. Uh, There's a yerk in his brain. Oh no! He gets yerked up! This book was which wild. was so interesting. Like, yes. And like reading about the process of it, like, K.A. Applegate spares no details. Um, and she, so she like goes really into depth about how Jake is having the struggle with another being in his mind and then like slowly evolving into like this helplessness as he can't do anything with his body and words are coming out of his mouth that aren't his and his body is moving and he's not the one making it move. And it's just like, give me, give me chills. It was not yucky. It was pretty gross, but it also led to what I think is so far the greatest moment in my acts and Prince Jake shipping theory. <laughs> okay, go on. Well, Let us hear it. Because so while they're they're trying to figure out, so like they they get Jake out of there, and they're like, oh, he's injured, and he's like in kind of like a almost like a coma state where he's not reacting to anything while this process is happening at first, um, and then he switches like once he's fully in control of the yerk, like the yerk starts being him. Um, mm-hmm. But so all of the friends are talking to him. And he's like, oh, surely, like, Cassie or Marco will figure it out because they know me so well. And they'll, like, know that, like, I'm not behaving correctly. And then it becomes clear that the Yerk is behaving exactly like him. And he's like, fuck, no one's going to be able to figure it out, like, that I'm a Yerk. And then he looks at Axe. He looks at Axe and he's like, the Yerk has, like, a moment of disgust. And he can't, like, control Mm-hmm. his facial expressions he just like reacts like Ugh, real quick and then like composes himself and talks to axe and axe is immediately like this is not jake this is a fucking yerk like which on the one you hand you are not my prince yes exactly on the one hand it's very like oh it's because the yerks and the andalites are mortal enemies but on the other it's also because axe is paying such close attention to jake's facial expressions and he's <laughs> never seen jake look at him with disgust before <laughs> he knows that Prince Jake accepts him unconditionally. Yes, yes, he knows every emotion that usually splays itself across Jake's face. <laughs> He's been studying is him. Not something Jake is capable of. Oh man, guys. Um, the others seem a little bit skeptical until the Yerk in Jake's brain slips up, and he's like, "Axe, you are a trash alien from a garbage species." And then everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, he's a controller." <laughs> and but then the, the fucking the great thing about this is like that usually when it's this situation of like someone is under control of a different being and the others need to figure it out. That's like the tension, right? Usually that gets pulled out a lot longer, mm-hmm. but in this one, it's like, no, that gets figured out pretty much immediately. They're like, Oh, this dude's yeah, a fucking so controller. Nice. <laughs> Fuck this. But then what, what gets pulled out is like the year trying to like reconvince them that he's not, which I think is 
interesting and also more entertaining because it's as the audience when you're in that situation can be frustrating because you're like come on guys figure it out figure it out figure it out and these guys did figure it out pretty much immediately mm-hmm. everyone but jake would have figured it right out. exactly but then like everyone <laughs> like the you get to see like the year trying to like figure out ways to get back in their good graces being like oh well yeah mm-hmm. of course like i called him that but it's because i'm frustrated and i've had a long day and like come on Cassie like you don't want to do this like this is you know like it, it was a lot more like yes. seeing how this year is going to try to emotionally manipulate them now that they know or they think they know because there yes. is a little bit of doubt in their mind they're like yeah pretty much 98% sure but like at the same time they're like "Ooh, do we really want to tie up Jake because that's what they decide on they're like okay the way to fix this is we hold him captive for three days and then the Yerk will have to either like crawl to the, one of these fucking pools and we can stomp it or it'll just die. And everyone at first is kind of yes. like, oh, that's that's pretty tricky. Like, I don't know if we want to do that to Jake. But then everyone's kind of like, well, of course we do. We're not going to be stupid about this. Like the the downside, if it is Jake, is Jake <laughs> will be slightly mad at us. And the downside, if it's not Jake and we don't do it, is that we will all die. So they are so like <laughs> on point. Usually in this sort of thing, like someone yes. would be fucking stupid and emotional about it. And no one does that. I'm like, this is amazing. This is how every they were sci-fi team yes. should act. Like they are so on point. A hundred percent agree. Um, I thought this was also, like, really good characterization for uh, the Yerk in his brain, which is... Yes. We find out a little bit later, but I guess I can spoil it now. The Yerk in Jake's mind is called Temresh 114, um, and he is the same Yerk that was in his brother's brain, and he was kind of, like, set aside to become the governor's new controller. Um, And I don't know. It was just really cool to see how, like, someone who is considered a... uh, competent and highly skilled Yerk would act in a situation mm. like this where he's like deep in the enemy uh un- behind him in enemy lines so to speak it was just it was just really well done yeah yeah and I I feel like also there was a lot of um this like really good characterization of the Yerks as a species and I mentioned this before and I mentioned this in like other episodes that are kind of Yerk centric like they are definitely evil and they definitely like have a very shit view of other species like they're like everything that's not us sucks pretty much but you can still like their viewpoints aren't they're not like comically villainous they're like no I get why they think this way like they because yeah and I mean again this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit but there's a part where the Yerk talks about like kind of their origins as a species and like Mm-hmm. he's like, okay, yeah, we were on this planet and this planet didn't have like this great biodiversity like you guys do. And there weren't any species that were like as smart as us. And then we kind of got in their brains and we like use this stuff to our advantage, like the shit that like, they're not as smart as us, like categorically. So we use them to our advantage. Um, but I mean, that didn't really hurt them. I mean, like, you know, we're, we're gonna like, we're better mm-hmm. than them and we're, we're, we should be the ones in charge. And then they kind of like expand this thought into like, because we can control them, that automatically makes us better than them and smarter than them. And therefore we're, we're more capable of making the correct decisions. Um, so we should be in charge. So it's like this like self-justifying yes. thing, but it does follow like a logical, like I see where they as a species came up with this. They're not just out destroying worlds because it's like fun or be, it's like, 
no, like it, it makes sense. It's really shitty and they're doing very bad things, but they're not like, they're, they're not without motive. They're not without like an, un- they're really well done villains. Like I really like the Yerks. Yeah. They, they went from like a symbiotic relationship with their hosts to just like completely dominating them over the course of however many generations. Yeah. Like it was like an evolutionary thing. Like they started as like, mm-hmm. well, we just get in there and do our thing because that's like, we're so weak and you know, we need them. And then it became more like, oh, well they need us. Like we're better than them. We yes. can do this better. Yeah. And I also like how they, they have a lot of, opinions on like the diversity of the planet and they Mm -hmm. they come back around again to like oh yeah we'll just kill off most of the things on the planet because it's just too confusing there's too many of you it's not clean it's not neat and tidy um and we don't like that (laughs) so yeah which they're just like neat freaks right really good yerk work in this one (laughs) yes (laughs) snaps to ka applegate Uh, so to Axe takes on the appearance of Jake, so no one notices he's missing for three days. She have a lot of questions about this because he can only do it in two hour chunks, right? Mm. Um, unless you're writing the fanfic where he gets stuck as Jake and then like, you know, uh, but how does he do school? <laughs> does he just go to the bathroom between yeah, probably. classes? And he's like, okay. I think probably if you think back to like middle school, you have, does you it- were doing bells at that point probably right so like you'd have different class periods you'd have like the time in the locker room so you just go in or locker room at the lockers so you just like duck into the bathroom and you know double morph real quick so that you restart the clock i question a whether an andalite would fit into a bathroom stall or b Mm, whether or not someone would notice that there was suddenly like a clip clopping hoof sound and yeah that is a good point Um, (laughs) a lot of questions out I want I want the uh, point of view of Axe during this whole yeah. Jake imposter situation because I think it would be hysterical. <laughs> it would be good. It would because you'd get a lot of like the fish out of water, him trying to figure out how to be human stuff. Uh, yeah, and then also just like the problems of <laughs> the logistics of having to demorph every two hours <laughs> to duck out every two hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Yerk has access to Jake's morphing abilities, which it uses to try to escape a few times. Um, the first time is the first night Rachel is watching Jake and she falls asleep and, uh, Yerk Jake turns into a tiger and then a wolf and is like running around in the woods, but Rachel is just pretending to be asleep. And so they pull this awesome plan where like they turn into various animals and kind of lead the yerk jake around the woods into various traps and stuff and basically like show him you can't escape from us because we're prepared for this well and what's great again surprising what's great about this is you really see how jake has been holding the group back because it's truly truly ditch jake take his morphing abilities away from him he all he wants to do is become bugs let him be bug boy (laughs) the whole build up to this um play this moment right is like the Yerk is in Jake's head, and they are sharing thoughts to some extent, but the Yerk can withhold stuff from Jake as needed. And the Yerk is, like, being really mm-hmm. smug about something, and Jake can't figure out what, because he's like, oh, you know, they're they're going to keep me tied up for three days. Like, I don't know what, what he thinks is going to happen. Like, what? How is? why is he being so smug? And then 
Rachel falls asleep or seems to fall asleep. And the Yerk is like, haha, but you forgot Jake. We can morph. And Jake is like, shit, I did forget we can morph. And I'm like, how the fuck did you forget you can morph? So like Jake, the Yerk, Jake, Jake, that's why you're a danger in fighting these Yerks. That's why. That's the whole Jake. point. That's how this happened. Jake. So like. Jake, it, Jake like sneaks out into the woods and Jake's like, oh no, what, whatever will we do? And then like the other animorphs show up and are like, no, nah, like we fucking knew you can morph because we're not idiots. So we knew this would happen. So we had Rachel like pretend to be asleep. So you'd go ahead and try it and we could like kind of put you in your place. So like the whole, yes. it's just so funny. Cause it's like literally everybody, but Jake is playing with a full hand and he's over here like, well, Truly? I've got like a queen and a three. Does that win? <laughs> <laughs> Jake is clearly like a puppet king, mm-hmm. puppet prince. Yes. Uh, the others are pulling his strings. and But, you know, he's just so foolhardy sometimes that they can't help but become cockroaches. It's just, <laughs> you know. So this whole time that he's being held captive, the Yerk and Jake are also like, having conversations inside Jake's mind and the Yerk tries to do some psychological warfare where he shows Jake some of Tom's memories of feeling helpless and sad and crying all the time because he has no control over his body and how miserable he is. And, um, it's very sad. (laughs) And then as the days pass, um, Jake learns more and more about Tim Rash and the Yerks and kind of everything we've talked about already, but he makes one last attempt to flee as an ant. Uh, but then a bunch of like enemy ants come and basically rip him apart to pieces. And so that's cool that Jake got to experience that again. I'm so glad for him. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> he deserved it. He deserved to be pulled apart by ants again. Uh, so Tam Rash is like, okay, I guess I'll just die. And, um, he goes through this, like, it's like a couple hour long, I think you could say, flashback of his memories of Temrash's history, of the history of the Yerks in general, and how they work themselves up from these basic parasites to becoming what they are today. And um, it is implied that, or I guess it's just straight up stated that for every host that Tim Rash has, like part of them is imprinted on him and mm. he goes on to like carry on some traits of each host. And now because Tim Rash was inside of Jake, Jake will supposedly also carry these um, traits. And so maybe that will make him a better prince. Cause now he's been like a hork leader in the military. Yeah. Maybe he'll get his shit together. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, yeah, maybe his next POV will be all about him coming to terms with being an actual leader. But it also points to, like, a way that the Yerks could be... Like, that's that's kind of beautiful, right? Like, this whole idea of the Yerks... Like, they could be doing such good in the universe, right? They could yeah. be, like, asking people for their permission to, like, chill with them for a bit. And then you would get all the yeah. memories of all these other people. And, like, you could move on to the next thing. And it would be, like... It would be so great. Like, man, I'm such a Yerk fan. If only the Yerks didn't suck so hard. If only the Yerks were good instead of bad. With great power comes great responsibility. And obviously the Yerks have no responsibility whatsoever. Exactly. The Yerks Uh, are just irresponsible (laughs) with with their power. They needed to, like, if there was, like, an omnipotent god that was in control of this universe, which I guess K. Applegate kind of, but, you know, in a meta way. um, (laughs) I feel like that was supposed to be their trial run of, like, here, we got you a puppy so you can learn about responsibility, right? It's like, here, we got you a whatever the base animals are on their planet, Gebs or something. Like, 
we got you some of these so you can practice yeah. not being a dickhead to these guys. And then they kind of like fucked that up real bad. <laughs> it did not go as planned. No. They also, Tim Rush kind of hints that the Andalite side of the story might not be the full story. He's like, oh, they're mm. not as good as you think they are. Why yeah. do you think we're fighting like this? So, you know, points to you, I guess, Em. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still don't know for sure what the deal is, but. And you know, like, fucking stupid Prince Jake is going to sit on all this info he learned and never reveal it to the group until right. it's too late. Right. Um, And we also get this, like, tease of a big bad um, at the end, very, very end of the Yerk's life. And Jake says, I'm just going to read it from the text. It's really short. And then I saw it. A creature or a machine, some combination of both. It had no arms. It sat still as if unable to move on a throne that was miles high. Its head was a single eye. So, okay, Sauron. The eye turned slowly, yeah. left, right. I trembled. I prayed it would not look my way. And then it saw me. The eye. The blood red eye looked straight at me. It saw me. It saw me. No, no. I cried in silent terror and looked away. But then, like, uh, Jake comes back to his, like, regular senses, and he just, like, it didn't affect him. Like, it just, like, it ended at that, and it wasn't brought up again where, like, Jake didn't reflect on it at the end of the book. He was more, like, thinking about his brother, which, you know, I guess that's his main characterization is I worry about my brother, but. Yeah. So. This is very important. Is this supposed to be, like, the big bad, or is it, like. I don't know. Like, I don't know what this is, right? I don't want to give you spoilers. Oh, okay. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said on uh, that. <laughs> so I won't give you spoilers. <laughs> but yes, I don't think this will be the last we see of this other person. And then Temrash falls out of Jake's head and is just kind of laying on the ground when Jake wakes up from this trance of memories. And... Jake goes back to his normal life, no one the wiser. And he makes a phone call to his brother, Tom, and he disguises his voice and he's like, don't give up, Tom. Which I, I will say it. is at least better than the what they did for Melissa back with the Chapmans where like she was all bummed because her parents didn't love her and they sent her a note and was like, your dad really does love you. And like she would have no context for that and be like, I don't fucking know what the what the fuck. But at least this, like, Tom is in there and can hear that, you know? So there is kind of some some yes. hope spot there. Yes. Yeah, and as long as he, you know, he, like, kind of partially morphed into a wolf in order to make his voice sound different. So, you know. Mm. They can't find out who it is talking to talking to Tom. I will. I, I think Jake, like, I think we do see some that Jake has been affected by this because he says, like, he's having this dream throughout that's him chasing his brother and he's morphed into a tiger and he ends up killing his brother because that's kind of what he fears will happen. And there's this moment at the end where he, after all this has happened and it says he has the dream again. And the exact quote is, mm-hmm. I, I was the tiger. My brother was the prey, but in the end I was my brother and he was me. And that was like, I don't know. There's something like, there's something, and I feel like kind of a dickhead talking about it, but there's something like really deep about these books and like the ideas that they're espousing about like connectivity, right? Like that there's like, you know, like there's like, it's kind of the thing, like what the, what the Yerks could be, right? Where he's getting this like uh-huh. ability to understand his brother better. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I just, I really well, like he does that. have he does have part of Tom inside of him now because yeah. 
of the whole year thing. Yeah. So yeah, they are kind of one and the same, interchangeable. Yeah. And like, cause that's, cause we've been talking about like the morality of Animorphs and it's like that that's kind of what separates, I guess, the Yerks from the Andalites and the humans that like the Yerks kind of, I guess, don't really have that ability to empathize, right? Like they're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. we became this person and we carry them with them and they're stupid and dumb and we don't like them. But like, I don't know, like the, that Jake goes through this and is like, no, I understand better now that like. I mean, like, literally, he he is his brother, and his brother is him in the sense of, like, this shared memory bullshit. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. that he is interchangeable with, like, there, because that, that was something that kind of came up a couple times in this book, was this, like, ideas of, like, individuality versus the collective. And I think, like, Jake was kind of like, no, I don't want to be a part of the collective. Like, I hated the ant thing. I want to be an individual. And then, like, Tom's like, you need to be part of the sharing um, because uh-huh. like, it's great to be a part of something bigger. And Jake's like, but I don't want that. I just want to be me. And then at the end of this book, he comes to this like realization, like what brings him comfort in this dream is like, I am him. He is me. We are part of this collective. We are part of like this bigger thing. And it's not this mm-hmm. like fucked up version that the Yerks We're are doing. Human. It's, it's very kumbaya, very you know, colors of the wind, like, I don't know. It's a very Cassie thing to think. Yes, yes. He's being influenced by his girlfriend. Ugh, come on, Jake. Ugh, get it together, Jake. Be your own person again. Stand up. Go make out with Axe. <laughs> yes, they they just keep getting, the stakes just keep getting raised every book, mm-hmm. you know? It's just so good. It really is. I want to I wanna get right into Morbid Moment because I feel like it, vibes with what I was just kind of talking about yes a little bit um did you have a morbid moment for this week what was yours um my morbid moment was just the idea that the yerks controlled the hospital and they were just putting Mm. yerk slugs into people's brains you know they're like "Mm, well they're out um we were they're all anesthesia'd up so let's just go ahead and stick something in there yeah yeah it's a pretty like can you imagine like that's kind of some nightmare. Like, I feel like that plays on a lot of anxieties that people already have about hospitals and doctors and like the whole idea of like the evil. And I mean, like some of this comes from history and doctors not having, and I'm not no shade to doctors, but there is like a pretty long history of doctors not really having like until pretty recently, you didn't have to fully inform patients of like what you were doing. Right. It was just like mm-hmm. doctors know best and doctors are going to do what they're going to do knows best and they can maybe tell you stuff and maybe they won't. And like, that's definitely the vibe has changed in the last, like I'd say few decades even, but mm-hmm. I think, I think that kind of like idea of being so powerless plays very well into like the fear of the Yerks, right? Like the lack of control yes. and like, I think some anxieties that people still hold about hospitals and doctors go along. Can very well you imagine that. just like, going into an operating room and they're being like, yeah, we're just going to like do this quick, easy surgery. And then you wake up afterwards and you have no control over your body anymore. That's fucked up. I mean, I can't imagine that. And I don't like imagining that. (laughs) It's not. Stop imagining it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what was your, what was your morbid moment? Um, mine was towards the end of this book. Once the year is in Jake's head and, you get the explanation or the like the 
peek into Tom's psyche because it is, I, and I don't know if this was intentional, but to me, this book very much put out the idea that your control is analogous to depression. Like, cause there is mm-hmm. like the language that is used about what Tom is going through. It uh-huh. is pretty much a one-to-one to like someone with depression. Like, and it, I can see that. Like, this is the part that I cried at the whole part where um, <laughs> Tom is stuck in this body that isn't doing the things he wants. And it says like, the host fights, or at least tries, but hour after hour and day after day, they see they cannot rule their own bodies. The host sees that no one even knows what has happened to him. No one knows he is lost in his own head, and over time, hope dies. And that's like, Jesus, this is, <laughs> I don't know if she did this intentionally, and I don't know if this is something that will continue in other books, but it, it mm-hmm. was very like, I feel like this is a metaphor for that, you know? Yeah. God, yeah. it was a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> I bet it... I don't know, man. I just, I can't, I feel like I don't want to give K.A. Applegate too much credit, but also like, girl's got some tricks up her sleeve. I bet, I bet she did it purposely. I I would say I wouldn't be surprised if it was an an intentional move, but I also wouldn't be like entirely surprised if it wasn't just because I think that a lot of like sci-fi, because it's sci-fi, you can do a lot of like oh, this is analogous to this or, you know, whatever, which Mm -hmm. may or may not be intentional. And that kind of doesn't matter in the end. It really just matters what the audience takes from it. And for me, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, this is 100%, like, your controllers 100% is functioning for me as a metaphor for depression in this book. And it was a lot. (laughs) Well, and, like, the way that they talked about how the Yerks would, like, they would go inside people's brains and, like, basically their bodies would almost become liquid I want to say and they would go through like every part of the brain and wrap around the nerve endings and stuff like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very much like no I mean I I could definitely see that the way that the years were described as functioning is just yeah like brain chemicals yeah I don't know it was just it was it was a very intense um last like 20 percent of this book for me i was like jesus christ and i'm sure i didn't like full-on sob but i really was tearing up at a couple of points that were like talking about tom it was like a lot (laughs) poor tom i hope i hope some we get some good news for tom here soon because boy has been just through the ringer who knows how long he's been a a uh, controller um i think we get some because it, it talks about when he was taken and we find out that he didn't because it's, it's kind of been implied, oh, maybe Tom agreed to this because he wanted to be part of something and, you know, whatever. And we do see that first scene where he is taken and it's because he starts going to the meetings because he has a crush on this girl and yeah. um, he stumbles into, like, a meeting with this or three and so they take him because he's seen too much and whatever. Yeah, but is that was that, like, a year ago? Was it months? Was it? Probably, like, a few months from just what we know from the first book. With like, I think they mention how long he's been going to the meetings, and it hasn't been like that long. It's recent enough that um, Jake remarks on it. But can, real quick though, can we side note sidebar into the fact that Jake's parents are fucking idiots? Because like, if your kid, yeah, you're 100%. like how, however old Tom is, sixteen or something, came home and was like. I have quit the basketball team. I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to be part of this new group that like this super fun new group. 
that honey, you're in, in a cult. Right. You'd be like, oh, wait, you want to quit the basketball team? And you've been doing basketball for like five years now and you were really into it. Like what's going on? And then he's like, no, no, I just you really, really love, I just really love this new group. And they're like, cool, cool. What's the name of this group? And he's like, the sharing. You'd be like, yeah, you're in a cult. Huff, you're huff, no, huff. we're not yeah, doing that. <laughs> you are grounded. Give me your car keys. Right. Like, <laughs> saving your life, Tom. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, poor Tom. All right. So let's get into series theories then, yeah. because we did learn a little bit more about the Andalites versus the Yerks. We learned a lot about Yerks. We learned a lot about prince jake and his bugs i would say my biggest series theory right now is that i am hoping that somehow if this series gets an ending which we've discussed before whether or not like i feel like it will wrap up to some extent um but how open-ended it will be if the conflict with the yerks comes to a head i really kind of hope that it become like maybe that thing that's control that like that big bad character it symbol, whatever it is, maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of like pushing them to be more shitty about stuff because I would, between the allusion to the fact that the Andalites may have had something to do with them being as shitty as they are mm-hmm. and kind of this like stuff that's been baked in about the Yerks having these abilities to basically be the most empathetic things that have ever existed. And they're just choosing not to do that. Um, and also with the whole, there, there's a part where the year is dying and is talking to Jake and he's like, yeah, I don't have much longer. And Jake's like, or he says something shitty and Jake's like, tick tock two hours left. And the Yerk is like, and the Yerk is like, fuck you, man, I'm dying. Like, why are you laughing at me? And Jake's like, well, what did you expect me to do? Pity you? And the Yerk's like, I don't know, not pity, but like, maybe don't be a fucking dick about it. Um, But Jake does say something along the lines of like, he doesn't like any creature to die, not even the Yerks. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think. I guess my big serious theory is I hope that this wraps up in a positive way where it's not just like, and then we fucking blew up the Yerks. Like, I hope, I don't know. Like, I know that's kind of lame to be like, I hope that they talk it out, but I hope they talk it out. Yeah. Right. We don't want like an eradication of an entire species or race of aliens. Like, like I, I know I don't agree with the Yerks methods or like what they're doing, but like, I think there's some bad methods, but they're bad methods and they're, definitely dicks like they're mean and bad and rude to other species mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. maybe rude is a little bit too uh not severe enough of a phrase since <laughs> so what they do is enslave other species um extremely rude they extremely don't even extremely rude but i don't know i don't <laughs> want to see them wiped off the map because i feel like that's what's being laid down here is kind of this message about like violence isn't good and war sucks, but like, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great if we could find another way? I don't know. I really hope I, I, I don't want this to end like all hippie rah, rah pacifism, but I, I don't know. I don't want them to, I don't want them to like, just kill the Yerks. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so conflicted right now. Yeah. I think it all is going to boil down to what the motivation behind Visser one is. And yeah. And also what if that there thing really is. is like this secret. Yeah. Yeah. And if there is like this secret group of 
because you do just want peace with Andalites. I would love that so much. I really hope that there's a, I know that super didn't come up at all in this book, but I really hope that there is a uh, Yerk counter, counter, what am I, what word am I looking for? Counter group. Counter group. Counter. (laughs) A Yerk, counter Yerk. Counter Yerks. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then most valuable morph. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say everyone but Drake. Yeah, yeah. I think probably I, I'll give it to Axe for this one, just because I think he did a lot of the heavy lifting having to go and pretend to be Jake, because that mm-hmm. must have been miserable. Yes, that is so, true. Yeah. No, he did get I'll to toss eat a one lot, to Axe so. this. Yeah, he did. He enjoyed that. But I think he did a good job this week. <laughs> he was a very good morph. He's a good very boy. Very good Andalite boy. Yeah. Good, mm-hmm. sweet, and delight boy. But, yeah, I, I do think you're right in that Jake is kind of holding the team back. Yeah. And he's got to go to, like, leader camp or something to figure out what or he needs to do better. Or just stop. Just stop. Like, yeah, just stop. We don't... Make it more democratic. Yeah. Why y'all need a leader? You're 13. It almost seems like they are doing things mainly democratically anyway, except for the occasional, like, times when we need to remind everyone that Jake is the leader. And then suddenly it's like, Jake has a plan. <laughs> It's the long con because they need a scapegoat for when things go wrong and they need to offer up their leader as a sacrifice. So like, oh, Jake, Prince Jake, he's our leader. And then it turns out it was everyone else, but Jake's dead now. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. God, Jake sucks. Jake is so. Jake's not great. Jake's so bad that in this book, we find out that he last year when he was 12, bought his mother a Spider-Man comic book for her birthday. Oh my God. For a 12-year-old. You know your mother doesn't like that. You know your mom doesn't like that, Jake. Jacob, listen. Jacob, you are a bad son and a bad leader. <laughs> the fuck I don't know what doing? else to say to you. <laughs> Just stop, Jake. Just stop. I can't fix you, Jake. You have to fix yourself. You have to be better than this, Jake. You know what? I do want a year to control him because they would be better at being a leader of the Animorphs what if, than Jake would. What if it's, um, okay, long game. And this, I guess, kind of gets back to series series. Because that this series right. series this week was just me going, man, I hope they don't kill the Yerks. What if there is <laughs> a, like, a rebellion amongst the Yerks and they uh-huh, find uh-huh. out about the Animorphs and are like, oh, oh these yes. kids would be so effective if not for this f- fucking idiot. Okay, okay. I know we said we're not going to do this without consent anymore, guys. But it's for the greater. What if one of us just dipped down there and took over that kid's whole steez and was in charge of this like super great group? Like, do you think we shouldn't, right? We shouldn't. But I mean, but maybe we should look at him. He's making them turn into bugs again. Now they're grasshoppers. Jesus Christ, they're grasshoppers again. That kid almost got stepped on. Jesus, they're so bad at this when he's in charge. Uh, they don't even have, like, they're next to a zoo, and he they're not at the zoo ever. Why are they not going to the zoo more? Why doesn't he use his lizard morph more if he wants to spy on people? He already became a lizard. He has no need to become bugs. Why does he keep picking up different bugs? You just need the one. And just the one, I think. spiders? Because spiders are super good. Why I'm sure they'll get to spiders spider eventually. Over a cockroach? I really think they're going to get to spiders because here's this is the thing that I did I kind cheat of cheat and look at the book covers. I did kind of think this during this book. I was like, you know, I want them to turn into all sorts of crazy ass animals. Like I want them to be a fucking octopus at some point. That'd be rad. But that'd be cool. 
I also feel like there is going to be a point where I'm going to be like, kind of like, okay, but you have the thing that would accomplish this already. And I felt like that a little bit in this book where I was like, why do you need a new bug? You already have a bug. Stop. And what I think would have fixed this, and I know it's too late for Applegate to take notes on this series, but I think what would have fixed uh-huh. this is if they did this more Pokemon style, right? Where you're only allowed six members on your team. And like, so you can't that have been, infinite yes. morphs. So they have to keep like, they're like, okay, yes. but I dropped the bug morph. So now I need to pick up a new bug. Like that would be, they're like, oh, my Caterpie died before I could get it to turn into anything useful. So Pokemon don't die. Never mind. I released my Caterpie. Um, my <laughs> Caterpie's in Nuzlocke, my. The Caterpie died. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my Nuzlocke run. The Caterpie's dead. Um, <laughs> so now I got to go try to find a new bug, I guess, because I'm, I'm yeah. fighting like a gym that needs a bug. Sets. They, yeah. And then that would give them like kind of more s- distinct uses for the team. So they'd be like, okay, so we have our scout who is Tobias and he's the hawk. And then we'll have like our muscle man that'll be marco he's got the gorilla and several other strong animals yeah and we have our we have our spy know, jake our, who our has six rat. bug morphs he's just yeah. six different he bugs just, <laughs> it's we, all Prince he wants jake, are you sure are you sure you just want to do six different insects you don't want maybe <laughs> some more diversity in your he's, team you he's don't, picked up, you don't he's picked up all six of his morphs, because the way I'm picturing this is you can drop one of the morphs to pick up a new one, right? So he's picked up all six yes, morphs. Yes, but yeah, if you every time you learn a new morph, you forget the oldest yes. one. Or just you get, yes. you get to choose which morph you drop, right? So he's like, he's up there. He's like, guys, look, none of my bugs will work for this mission. We need, I need to be a grasshopper. It's the only thing. It's the only type <laughs> of bug they I need to be able to spend. jump. So look, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and drop that tiger morph. And Rachel's like, mm, Okay, mm, the Jake, you've got ant, flea, fly, cockroach, uh, spider, and tiger. Do you think maybe you should drop the flea, maybe? And he's like, no, it's definitely tiger. The I definitely need to drop tiger. For you? Do you think? Okay. Okay. I just, guys, I need this. I need this. Oh, oh, Jake, I'm so sorry. My elephant morph stomped on you again. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just didn't see you there, you idiot flea. <laughs> Rachel's just the one who just goes and picks up Mewtwo as quickly and, and like takes that and then like just drops all their yes. other, drops every other uh, like, Pokemon. I got my perfect morph first try. I don't need any more She's morphs. like, I got elephant. I'm she's good. She's level but I'll 100 elephant. Everyone yeah. else is like more evenly, right. evenly right. leveled. But she's like, no, I'm level 100 <laughs> elephant. I've, I've evolved actually into Mastodon and <laughs> there's nothing anyone can do to stop me. Mastodons look like elephants, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mastodons do look like elephants. <laughs> I just want to make sure I use the right word. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to let you know, book 10 has got a spider on the cover. See? I knew it. They'd get to spiders eventually. They're smart kids. I need to... I'm just going to go through... We got, we've got a butterfly. We've got... Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil that for you. Um, what the heck is that animal? I think that's another bug. I'm going to count that as a bug. There's another bug. They turn into cockroaches again, apparently. Like, come on. Jake is getting his way too often. Oh, well, yeah, because the cover of this one was the fly, not the cockroach. So they can probably do cockroach as a cover at some point. Ah, that is fair. Yeah. I'm I'm scrolling way too far down now, and I I don't want to be spoiled by who is on the cover of the books, but 
stupid morphs coming. There's stupid morphs coming. <laughs> Good. Looking forward to it. Speaking of stupid morphs coming, that's about it, I think, for this episode. Next fortnight, we will be covering anime. Wait, what kind of segue was that? Because <laughs> we're going to be covering another stupid morph. Book okay, seven. Okay. <laughs> Duh. How did you not pick up on that? Well, I was thinking, like, going because we're leaving for this episode. No, because I'm saying we're going to be doing another Animorphs book. So there's more stupid morphs coming. The stupid in this case, us. This one's a Rachel POV, and I am down for some violence. Yeah, that's true. Rachel always brings the pain. Uh, Rachel (laughs) Rachel the Enforcer. So it's going to be Animorphs number seven, The Stranger, uh, two weeks from now. We are continuing this Lummer reading special. In the meantime, if you have a favorite bug, you should let us know, and we'll (laughs) pass that on to Jake. Which bug would you most want to fuck? Yes, which which bug do you think is the sexiest to morph into? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can email us at hatereadcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us on the Twitters at hatereadcast. Thank you as always to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can find his show or his you can find his YouTube in the show notes uh, below. We are we are also on all of the podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, why not? Why not just do it? Just click that little follow button so that we are in your inbox every other Monday right on schedule. You don't have to seek us out. We'll find you. That's a little threat. If you use, <laughs> we will find you. We will find you. We will be listened to. We will implant a yerk in your head, and you will love it. Um, <laughs> if you use Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a five star review. We would very much appreciate it. And if you don't use Apple Podcasts, feel free to review us in any way, shape, or form you are capable of doing. Just tell people a little about us. We would love to have new listeners. We would love to have you starting conversations about us and asking people about their sexy bug morphs. Yeah. We're a family-friendly show. It's important to us. It is very important to we us. We all talk about sexy bug morphs. In the words of K.A. Applegate, I smell poop. I smell a banana. At least I think it's a banana. And I smell more poop. <laughs> Oh, speaking of animal goofs, because I, I didn't discuss this earlier and I really wanted to bring it up. There's a line that really confused me in this book. And I, I think I know what Applegate meant by it, but I felt like it was very poorly worded where uh-huh. Cockroach Jake is running around and trying not to get stepped on. And he's like, and I felt something like right by my tail. I'm like, guys, cockroaches don't have tails, though. <laughs> like, they definitely don't. Oh. Like they, Did he mean like I th- bogeys on my tail? Yeah, I think he meant tail? it like he he like by his butt, but he couldn't say butt because it's a book for children. <laughs> because it's a children's book. But as a result of this, I did go and research cockroaches to make sure that they did not in fact have tails. And now I know way too much about cockroaches, like to the point where I could tell you if it was a male or female cockroach by looking at the cockroach. <laughs> I'm so glad you have this knowledge. So if you ever need to sex a cockroach, by which I mean tell what sex the cockroach is, not fuck a cockroach, let me know. Because I'm Jake. Definitely yeah, Jake wants to fuck the cockroach. I can't help him with that. 